Yo, I'm tryna get my sterling up in this city So since we play As soon as my child can walk It's straight project Mbappé Bunnin' with a verbal As soon as I hear that whistle We get straight to the action Come on lads, where's the passion? Do like Alamatsi, we wear headbands for the fashion If the defenders drop back, we counter and then attack them I got my eye on the ball I got my eye on the ball, yeah uh, I got my eye on the ball uh, I got my eye on the ball yeah. I got my eye on the ball oh. I got my eye on the ball Yes, yes, people, you already know where it is We're back, we're live and direct For eyes on the court, we are talking NBA Um yeah, man, we're coming back with the consistency. Obviously, you had an episode last week, and now you got another one coming this week. Um, obviously, no games yesterday and today for obvious reasons. Super Bowl, we want to say congratulations, of course, first of all, to the Los Angeles Rams um, for a 23-20 win um, against the Cincinnati Bengals. Great game, man, great game. Actually, yeah, I sure. to... No, no, I wanted to ask you, man, fam, forget the game. That show... I think is one of the best all time, fam. Definitely, that whole lineup—they all did their thing, man. Like, and those are legends as well. Eminem, Fifth, yeah. got in Dr. Dre back on stage. Are you mad? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you. I feel like I've watched all the halftime shows. Like, it's my thing. Like, I'll actually go back and watch the old ones, but that mm. one was right up there. Like, it was, like, it's one of the best I've seen. Like, the NFL got right this year. Few years has not been that great, but like this year was. But they're saying apparently, I think you man will know more about this. But they're saying apparently they didn't get paid, and Dr. Dre, the budget he put more, most of the money, um, towards the budget. I haven't even seen yeah. those reports. I never seen. Oh, have you not? But listen, don't 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 put anything past the NFL, man. When it comes to being <laughs> the dark side, the NFL, yeah, as dark as it gets. Yeah, no, I hear it, Ma- masters of the dark arts, tough, but um, tough, tough business, tough, tough yeah. yeah, literally. But yeah, no, first down tomorrow, man. We'll be back tomorrow, first down, breaking down uh, the game. So, um, yeah, looking forward to it. No, 100%, man. First down, you already know, catch the guys for probably last episode for the season before a little break, in it, little interval, yeah, 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 yeah. But um, yeah, hoops, man. Obviously, a guest will be joining us soon. Um, he will get his intro- introduction once he is here. Um, so yeah, just keep keep an ear out if you're listening and an eye out if you're watching. Um, for our guest, of course, he's been on before, but I don't want to say too much. Um, this is a bit more of a laid back episode, a bit of a reflection episode. Obviously, there haven't been games last two days. There's going to be. I don't think there's any games today either. Um, or are there games today? It was good. Yeah, there's games today. Oh, there's games today. There's games today. Do you know what? Sometimes when I see Tuesday, I think it's tomorrow. When, but it's <laughs> trust it's the next n- night. Didn't the, didn't the Celtics and the Hawks play yesterday? Did they? Yeah, yeah. there's two games yesterday. Two yeah, games. It was early. Yeah, Celtics, okay. Hawks, T Wolves, Pacers. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Celtics are nice. The Celtics, the Celtics yeah. have been bowling still for a minute. 100%, man. 100%. I find me, look, you say the Celtics have been balling. I think the Timberwolves have been balling as well. Obviously, a couple losses here and there, but for, for what they've built, bro, they're doing well. And obviously, we're going to, we're probably going to speak more about them. But first of all, first things first, I just wanted to play a little bit of a game with you guys just to get us started so that we could branch out a little bit, talk about the rest of the league. And I think this game will allow us to do that, um, give us a chance to talk about maybe some teams and players. 
that we might not necessarily focus on on every episode. Um, so basically, it's just about the surprise packages, man. Um, before we go on to our surprise teams, I want to talk about the surprise our surprise starting fives. So five players in each position, point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward and centre. Um, a surprise player in each position that you believe has been a surprise package, whether good or bad. Um, and why, really? Because there have been a number of players who I think have had breakout years, whether you want to call them breakout years, improvement years, um, surprising years where you just didn't see it coming. Um, yeah, the number of guys. So hopefully, I know we could probably have a couple of similar players, but hopefully we are able to maybe have a, an array of talent on each of our starting fives. Maybe we'll test our knowledge a bit That's as well. That's the plan. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, let's let's we'll, what we'll do is we'll go each position so everyone will name each position, yeah. So, um, let's go with Nadim. Who's your point guard and why? And he's saying surprising, okay. That's the thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. And for Simmons, I had no, like he wasn't even on my radar as being a player to watch out for this season, yeah. especially because the Blazers have a point guard, they got Dame and they got. And they had CJ as well. So I never even paid attention to the fact that this guy could actually break out and look the way he has. I think he's averaging like 16 points per game this season. Like yeah. before, he's averaged like nine. So obviously you could say opportunities, but he's never, even when he's played, showed that, oh, I can be like a star in this league in some way. But yeah, I think he's been, obviously you could point to other guys, but I think for me, he's been the most one of the most surprising people I've seen in the league this season. I just genuinely didn't expect this guy to break out this way. Yeah. And he, he cooked the Lakers as well. To yeah. <laughs> he's cooked a lot of a lot of teams. Like he's definitely been a breakout. That's the reason why they traded CJ and Norman Powell. Yeah. Because he had a breakout season. But my point guard, the mad thing is I actually had a guy written down. But I'm gonna go with another guy. I had I had I don't you know let me not spoil the maybe if you go back. But who I'm gonna go with is the John Tay Murray. Um I said going into the season that DeJounte would have a big-time season and uh, he's proving me right. Um, he's doing something that um, I, I believe the stats were only Luca and Magic have done it. Average at eight assists, eight rebounds and two steals. He's doing that. He's an all-star this year. Spurs obviously aren't a great team, but um, he's been one of the best defensive guards in the league for a minute. Now mm. he's um, up to scoring, does a bit of everything and... Um, I feel like he's 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 a he's a po kind of point guard that every team would love to have. Do you know I mean, he doesn't take shots away from your stars. Can defend, can play, make does a bit of everything. Just mm. love his game, man. So um, yeah, shout out to the Jonte. No, hundred percent. Um, look, I think for me as well. I mean, there have been a couple um, that, or both players have been ones that I thought about. Um, but I'm gonna be a bit different and a bit left field. Recently, it hasn't been the greatest, but as a, as the season as a whole, I think point guard-wise, I'd go with Patty Mills. I think, despite the fact that the Nets obviously have gone on a like terrible, terrible run, I think one thing you need to deep, in Patty Mills, what, 10, 11 years in the NBA, he's having a career year points-wise. And yes, you might argue it's because he's been asked to have a bit more of a responsibility, but I think... Before, like, KD went down, bro, remember Kyrie hasn't been about for a large portion of the season. So this is before Kyrie became a part-time player. 
Patty Mills was relied upon to be that second scoring outlet when a lot of guys were disappointing. Obviously, yeah, of course, Harden will always be. But when Harden wasn't even playing well and was getting chicken change points, Patty Mills was putting up the big numbers. And I think that is obviously um, underlined by the fact that as well, you look at his three-point percentage, he's shooting about 42% from three. Um, his field goal, his field goal attempts are up. He's being asked to do more, and the reason why he's being asked to do more is because he's being trusted to do more. You don't get more shots on a team that has KD, Kyrie, and Harden, in my opinion, unless you're that good. Like I feel like there will be a thing where it will be said, like, "Bro, you, you're not shooting the ball." Like, chill. And I think Patty Mills deserves credit for being a vet, for being able to. To, to, to chip in when he can. Again, like I said, the Nets aren't having a great time of it, but I definitely think in terms of surprises, I didn't think he was going to have the impact that he's having right now. And I guess that's why when you look at a guy like Goran Dragic now, that the whole league seems like they want, I think you look at a guy like Patty Mills and say, cool, we've seen the vet point guard who can contribute, who can shoot um, to a team, to a playoff team. I think that's why so many teams want Goran Dragic as well. I think Patty Mills definitely has contributed to that. So, yeah, man, that's my, that's my point guard. What are we thinking, lads? I'm seeing smiles. <laughs> no, de- definitely a surprise pick, but Nadim's yeah. face, with, face was just killing me. <laughs> <laughs> nah, cause I was, not because he hasn't played well. I was when, when he said, oh, it's because he's been trusted. I felt like it's because they've had no choice. Like, the, the options have been scarce a little bit. Like, he's still been stepping up, though. He's been knocking out shots. Like you know, forty-two percent from three when you're when you're shooting about when you get about what he gets about thirteen shots, thirteen field goal. He averages about thirteen field goal attempts. Like I think forty-two percent from three is is very very not even respectable. That is quality shooting. I mean, the Lakers could die for a person that shoots forty-two percent right now. So that's just yeah. how I see it. Oh, I agree. That's- yeah, he's been he's been good, very good this season, very very good. Hey, another guy we got to shout out. The guy I had written down, Fred Van Vliet. Yeah, yeah, Fred Van Vliet. I don't huh? think he's a surprise though. I don't, I don't think he's a surprise. No, yeah. I think it's a, I think it's a surprise how much he's led the team. Um, the fact that he's an, I'm not talking about numbers. I'm mean, talking about the fact that you lose you lose your leader in Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Vliet been able to step in, be the leader, make a new star game. I mean, it's not it's not about the numbers. It's more so about um leadership. I hear you, bro. Cool. We'll stick with you then. Shooting guard. What are you saying? Shooting guard, there's a couple of directions you can go in. But I gotta yeah. go with my boy, Bane. <laughs> are you mad? Hey, even that name, Bane. Are you mad? Just for that reason, I had to go with Desmond Bane. Um, fam, the guy, the guy has really, really improved, man. Really, really improved from his rookie year to this year. Um, and the funny thing is. If you listen to him on the JJ Reddit podcast, he said the summer league actually gave him the confidence to take his game to another level. And normally, you wouldn't like summer league doesn't really translate to like instant success during the season, like on, especially like on a great team. Do you get what I mean? But um, yeah, no, the guy's deadly shooter. Can, yeah. Um, I think he's averaging like twenty a game now. Yeah, like nineteen twenty a game. Get to the basket. And shoot off the dribble threes, off the dribble shots. Um, can defend well. He's built like a tank as well. Built like an NFL player, but he's got touch. Do you know what I mean? Um, on a, as I said, on a great team. Even while Jar was out, kept them afloat. Was getting buckets, and yeah. um, he was like, what? What pick was he like? Late in the draft. 30th. The Celtics traded him. Where thirtieth? Yeah. 
bro, thirtieth yeah. pick, second year in the league, and the guy's arguably the second best player on a on a on a great great team. So, mm-hmm. yeah, credit to him, man. Now you know I want to jump on because he's in my team as well. My my team's positionless, so I didn't have him there. But I give him yeah, Bain like seventeen point I think seventeen point eight points per game or something like that. And then yeah. as well, I think what's also key is that Dylan Brooks has been injured a bit. He's been in the yeah. line and he stepped yeah. off as well. And when you draft someone like end of the first round, you're not expecting them to turn into this. Like it's literally a one in like a, a hundred chance that it turns into this and. He's been he's been immense this year for them, a key part of a really good playoff team. And if he keeps ascending this way, because he's taken like a huge jump from his rookie season as well. Like yeah, it isn't yeah. just like a progressive jump. This is huge. If he keeps ascending this way, like there's a there's a nice little star down in Memphis to go along with Joe. And I reckon he's tied up the most improved, to be honest. Yeah. The yeah. wood. And then them showing that. No, that was my shooting guard. I was a shooting guard, yeah, Bane. Oh, that was yours as well. Okay, fair enough. So, um, yeah, oh, look, Desmond Bain, man, quality guy. I could have gone with Desmond Bain as well, but I, I mean, I was going to say it's a little bit of bias, but actually, no, it's not. It's not bias at all. I think Tyrese Maxey deserves a tremendous amount of shot. And, I, and the reason why I say that is because you want to talk about huge jumps. Tyrese Maxey has literally doubled in, in or even tripled in some of his stat lines. I mean, he's doubled the amount of rebounds he gets this year. He's doubled the amount of assists um, that he's had this year. And then you also look at his points. He was scored, he, he was averaging eight points per game last season, and now he's averaging 17 points per game. You look at his three-point shooting. When he was in Kentucky, he was when his scouting report, I, I even took a deep dive into his scouting report. Bro, they said he wasn't even a good shooter. You look at his first year in the league, he was shooting about, what, 30%, 29%? Now he's shooting 40%. He's giving you consistent on more attempts, bro. On more attempts. So for me, and I think what even makes him even more stand out for me is Embiid was out, and Ben Simmons, who was supposed to be playing, was out as well. And he, not I won't say kept us afloat because we did go on a bad run of form when Embiid was out, but bro, he was keeping us in games. Do you know what I mean? And at that young age, the fact that he was taking on that responsibility for me, he's going to be a huge, huge. Um, problem in the league. Before we carry on, we've obviously got our guest here now. He's been with us before. We've got Sam. What are you telling me, Sam? How are you? What's going on, guys? How you doing? It's my my favorite trio. What's going on? <laughs> How you doing, bro, man? We're good. How, you How are you? I'm good. I mean, this like look this past this past I was gonna say past week, but this past month being a Nets fan is like to say it's exhausting is a understatement. I mean, the whole season has been a train wreck but you know <laughs> we we don't worry sam we've got your segment we've got your nadim's also here your your resident nets fan as well exactly. so we can have a discussion and um, we're just going through our surprise starting fives um you can join us halfway no doubt about it we've got our small forwards now um i won't put you on the spot let's go to nadim your surprise small forward and why hey just before you go nadim just to rub salt in you nets fans wounds <laughs> Jared Allen has been selected to the All-Star game to replace... <laughs> Did you replace him again? James Harden. Harden. James Harden, yeah. Jared Allen's in. Deservedly so as well. Yeah, how funny that is, though. That's very funny. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, Nadim, small forward. He's not... He's, oh, he's a small forward this season. DeMar DeRozan. Like, I am a huge DeMar DeRozan fan, but even I did not see this coming. <laughs> Playing as well as 
ever played. I can't remember. Even there was a season, I can't remember what season it was with the Raptors. He didn't play this well. Game winners after game winners after game winners. And the thought was when he came, oh, he's here to support Zach Levine. Nah, it's the other way around. Zach Levine is supporting him. And I, what I loved, I saw the article the other day from the Bleacher Report in the offseason. I think it was Bleacher Report. Let me know. Didn't saw anyone if it's not, but I think it was. And they said that uh, he was the worst free agent signing you know, that was made in. Yeah, they call him and said it was most. Yeah, a lot of people said that. Yeah. Whatever outlet, you're probably right. Yeah, exactly. So that looks like the worst thing that was said. Because he has been, he was in the MVP, MVP conversation for a while. I don't think he was out because of the COVID situation and stuff like that. But yeah, 27.7 points per game. As I said, game winner after game winner after game winner. Now he's been immense. And even for me, like someone who def- like was saying, oh, it's a good signing. I never in my life saw this coming. Like, this yeah. is next level stuff. So yeah, I'm just going to DeMar DeRozan as my surprise small forward. Wow, that's fair enough. Darren, small forward. Listen, just before I give my guy, I gotta give some love to Damodaros because he's the guy I had written down, but I'm gonna adjust, you know, because I can do that on the fly. But Damada Rosen, he needs to be in the MVP conversation for me still. Because um the, the way people were talking about him going into the season was ridiculous. Slandering his name, overpaid, who are you competing with? Um, he's not gonna change the life of the Chicago Bulls, wasted money. Why'd you give him such a long-term deal? I mean the guy's been getting buckets. Don't get me started on what um what I was saying in the offseason. Who was the guy that I said that these men should be going for? These Lakers should be going for oh. at the beginning <laughs> of the season. I, the thing is, Sam, you'll get to know if you watch this podcast, you'll know these guys have gotten used to it now. I think I'm gonna just earn it with my chest. I have an agenda against my <laughs> <laughs> I have a big agenda against this guy, but we won't go into it now. It's not on the agenda today. But Sam, before I give my guy though, Sam, I want to hear your thoughts on Demar, man, because I'm pretty sure because he, he was a free agent, I'm sure he was linked to a lot of teams. Like, how do you feel that? Like, are you surprised that he's done so well this season? Yeah, I mean, I'm really surprised about well uh, about how well he's playing. I mean, like that. I mean, that trade to me when he went to uh, when he went to the Bulls from San Antonio to me, like that was a really uh, risky move by Chicago, just because you know they hadn't locked up Levine yet. He was like, he's been rumored to like, oh, is he eyeing somewhere else? Because like he's had the option to extend and he hasn't yet. So, you know, and there were rumors like, oh, how much does he love actually living in Chicago? Which like, look, as someone who spent time in college there, like it's it's cold. Like I don't I don't blame anybody who doesn't want to be there for six months a year during the NBA season. It gets to like negative 25 and stuff like that. So it's it's brutal. But uh but uh, but yeah, I mean, but no, I mean, Demar's been amazing. I think what's great about him is that in San Antonio, he really became um, a great playmaker, and yeah. he's he almost he's so he's so patient. Like I know you guys are NFL fans also, and he has a little bit of like that, you know, like prime Le'Veon Bell would kind of wait and wait, <laughs> yep. wait until hurt. the hole pops up. And then yeah. The, yeah, wait for the hole. And Demar is just like he looks like he's like the type of guy where if you play pickup with him. Like or if you play if you were to play like a pick uh, uh, pick up with him, it seems like it's just exhausting because you think he's gonna give up his dribble, then he doesn't, then he pump fakes, pump fakes again, pump fakes again, yeah. finally bite, and then he gets a foul, and you're like, it, it just seems yeah. exhausting, man. I I don't know, but he's been he's been awesome, and the Bulls have been the Bulls are a fun team, you know. Yeah, and and I like the fact that people. 
people try to say the mid-range game is gone. You know what I mean? You leave that shot for the elite guys. DeMar DeRozan shows you. He doesn't need to shoot free to, to be able to get buckets. He's putting up, what, 27, 28 a game. And he's p- probably hitting about one, if at best, two threes a game. Yeah, yeah I mean, so that's why I, I, I love to see, man. I love to see when, when people get proven wrong. But um, mass move forward. I'm going to go Andrew Wiggins, man. I'm going to go Andrew Wiggins. Um, first time All-Star. Um, and has played really well for the Golden State Warriors. As a similar to Fred Van Vliet, the numbers haven't really jumped. I think last year he was probably putting up similar numbers. But he's shown that he can play good basketball for a winning team. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And, and, and that's where he's showing his value, man. Um, defense defensively, he stepped up, he's doing a lot for the Golden State Warriors. Um, Clay yeah. now, Clay's back from injury, but he doesn't always have to take the best assignment. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Wiz can step up, he's knocking down that corner three consistently. Um, he, he's even um hitting shots off the dribble as well. One thing, um, that's valuable that, and this is why everyone loves Clay, he doesn't need a lot of dribbles to get 20 points. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? And Wiggins is kind of like developing his game to where he doesn't have to post up or get a lot of um run pick and rolls and stuff to get buckets. Do you know what I mean? He's hitting catch and shoot threes, he's getting to the basket, playing D. And um, yeah, no, he might look a bit weird alongside them other all-stars, but he deserves to be in the mix, man. He deserves no, to be in there. 100%. Look, personally, I didn't have him as an all-star, but look, I can understand. And he's, he's, had, he's had a great season, to be fair. And he's going to be huge in the playoffs. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. Um, to keep it quick, uh, my small forward, surprise small forward. I think I, I've, I've had Anthony Edwards. Um, I think, look, Anthony Edwards for me, someone who, um, he can come across the wrong way if you don't understand him and like where he comes from. Like he doesn't seem like a student of the game. Someone who goes home and watches, um hours of tape to, to improve and whatnot. He, he seems like an off-the-cuff player sometimes, but I like that. I kind of like that eccentricism, if that's the word, eccentric nature in him. Yeah, that's the word. Um, I think he is playing for a team that's currently surprising us in the Timberwolves in how they're performing. I mean, you look at the big game performance he had recently, 37 points with ease. He's improved as a three-point. I didn't think he was a great three-point shooter, but even this year, he's not been great, but from 31% in his first year to 36%, that's nice, steady growth with an increase in how many threes he's taken as well. And for me, an, an offensive talent like him, um, I, I like to look at his numbers when it comes to the two-point percentage, the three-point percentage, his efficiency and what he's contributing to his team. And when you look at what he's contributing to his team, look, I think arguably, if not clo- moving closer to the main man, he's definitely the second best player on that team. I definitely think D'Angelo Russell's the third wheel rather than himself. And that's Edwards. That's testament to Edwards doing that in his second season in the league. So, yeah, man, I have I have Anthony Edwards there. Um, Sam, <clears throat> sorry, does it have to be a question for you guys? Does it have to be a positive surprise? It doesn't, no, it doesn't. ironically, it doesn't. That's yeah. what you we were saying, okay? So, so one guy who I really thought was like MVP and his team is playing well, but he's like, I still feel like he goes in and out a lot is Tatum. Like, he just he, I, I like, I don't know, I thought the combination of like the Olympics and how good he looked like I thought even at times like towards the end of last year and in that even in that net series which like everyone talks about like like, you know like the big three wax the Celtics and whatnot like a lot of those games was like Tatum going right at KD and back and forth and like Tatum I think was like sizing them up a lot and 
Tatum's shooting like 43%. And like, I know he made the all-star game, but like he, I was really close. Like, I, like gambling's becoming more legal and where in the U S I was really close to putting in like something for him for MVP. Cause like, if he's going to make this leap, like you kind of thought this was going to be the uh, year to do it. New coach, um, uh, coming off the Olympics where we've, we've seen in the past, like players, the Olympics have their best year. He, like he's obviously been very good and he, he obviously he's not a disappointment per se, but I'm just surprised. Cause I really, I had such high expectations for him being like a top five, top six, seven MVP candidate, which obviously he's, he's not going to end up being this year. Two up and down man this year. Yeah. I think that's the entire team. So, yeah, hundred percent, man, hundred percent. And interestingly enough, I have a question around Tatum um, for later on in the show. But let's move it on very, very quickly because there is a lot to get into, and we want to keep it very, very sharp and succinct. Um, power forwards. Um, Miles, Ma- okay, go on, Jim. Oh, you know, I heard. Yeah, Miles, Miles, I'm going Miles, Miles. Hey, hey, he bet on himself. Didn't take the the, the chicken change money they tried to give him. Now he's lined up for for a good big check. Well, the Hornets aren't going to let him go. Um, perfect uh, partner alongside Lamelo, and yeah. uh, his shooting's got a lot better. That's probably the biggest improvement. But um, yeah. yeah, no, big ups to, to Miles, man. He's done his thing. I, I mean, yeah, Miles Bridges was yeah definitely a great choice. I had Evan Mobley, uh, my rookie of the year, or everyone's rookie of the year, probably. Um, I think what he's doing is sensational. I think he's. I think what is impressing me the most. I think. And it's something that I like to look at because I appreciate, I think we all do anyway, but yeah, I, I, in particular, I, like, I appreciate that side of the game more. He's such a versatile defender. Like he's going to be a problem, especially when he, he he's even already got the, the, the athleticism and the physique, but when he gets the experience and the know-how, he's just going to be a problem. Like, you know, when Kawhi is on you and you're just like, oh, not again, like just go away kind of thing. Like he's going to be that type of defender. And 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 I like him, man. He's 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 definitely going places, man. Going places. I, I say maybe give him two years. All star. I think two years he could be an all star. I think by next year, fam. Next year, yeah. Yeah. Sam, you got any 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 names you want to throw into the hat? I, I went I was right with uh with Darren on on Miles. That was just like he's his his full game I just did not See coming like I liked him coming out of the draft. As you guys know, like I'm I'm a pretty big NBA draft junkie, but and like I thought he was gonna be good. But in a way that's different than what he's become. Like he like he like crosses people up at times. Like I just I would dunk on him. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. Hey, Clutch, you know what they're doing, man. You see Tyrese Maxi, Miles. <laughs> you see Darius Garland, Clutch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You already know. To be, I mean, we didn't even give a shout out to Darius Garland for the shooting guard position. He deserves. Oh my, and that wasn't surprising. That yeah, was, yeah. He's, he's a baller. Yeah, he is, man. They, sure. they try to say he was a free player draft. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then last position then centers. Who are our centers? I think there's one result. There's one universal one. Jerry Allen. Jerry Allen. Jerry Allen. Yeah. Jerry so, Allen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a nice segue. Then let's let's get into it. Nets fans, talk to me. What 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 what? Obviously, we've spoken about the trade. Um, we had a trade um, dead special last week. Um. And now it's kind of settled in. You know Ben Simmons is part of the roster now. You know Andre Drummond is there. Um, what, what's, what's the feeling around Brooklyn, Sam? Give us an insight into how the Nets fans in America are feeling. Um, and, I mean, 
what is it a tech it's 11 games now losing streak 11 what, yeah what's what's going on like is is it a play in this year <laughs> like the nets in the play in like do you know what i mean yeah no i mean look this has been like i've been on a bunch of roller coaster seasons this is like this is like one where you're trying to get off and it's just like nope you're locked you're locked in for the you're locked in for the whole because i'm like i live and die by regular season games when things are normal and this like this year has been exhausting i mean look the what harden did over the last like two weeks is a a quit job that in my perspective and i don't think it's i don't even think i'm being biased because i'm really trying to take this as like objective as possible to me it's in a different stratosphere than what he did in houston because like Houston, it's like you know he gave he gave that he gave that team like everything. I know that they made I know that they uh, orchestrated everything around him, but like he was basically like, look, like I was here for eight years. I want to do something different. I'm not going to sign an extension. And then he gave the teams that he was willing to go to, and he did it. And then for like a year later, when when the Nets like for what everyone says, like most of like the good reports said that the Nets were his number one ahead of Philly. Like that's where he wanted to go to play. Like him and KD orchestrated the whole thing from behind. And so like, I mean, if you guys saw, I'm sure you watched like like the the highlights of that Sacramento game where he like, whoo, that that's Q U I T quit. That's like, I mean, the the scoring four points, not getting to the free throw line. He had one play in the fourth quarter where he zoomed by one guy and everybody was like, yo, like, bro, like, look, what have you been up to all game? Like, did you just do that to piss us off to show like what you could be doing and you just didn't want to try all game? And like, I don't know, like it's so, but look, I think, I think the return they got back, this is what I'll say. You know, I, I wish that, that the GM Sean Marks did more. Um, Cause I think they had other, I think they, they had other pieces and I think they can still make some type of run, but given how bad the locker room was and all the leaks that came out after the fact, it's almost impressive that Marks had like, quote unquote, as much leverage as he like claimed to have had. Cause like, if you're Daryl Morey with the Sixers, you could have been like, dude, everyone on that team hates this guy. Like, how are you going to bring him back into the locker room? Like if you heard, I thought like Patty Mills, I thought had like a great comment that I, that, that was awesome where he said in shoot around, um, someone was like, how does James look? And it was before one of the one of the home games, the Celtics home game. Uh, and it was like, how does how does James look? And Patty was like, oh, he looks good, like he's ready to go. And then someone used that quote and asked Steve Nash at the press conference, like, so Patty says that that Harden looks good, like, so so are we going to expect him? And Nash was like thrown off because I think there was kind of a a, a collective we got to cover this up, whatever. But Patty was like, I'm not dealing with this shit. Like, pardon my person. <laughs> He was just like, I'm not dealing with this crap. Like this dude's like not giving it his all. I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, uh, pull the curtain and show him that he's in, like a, a quitter. Wait, wow. <laughs> but like, I, so with all that said, I think, I think, in my opinion, I've been saying this for a while. I think Curry's one of the most Seth Curry's one of the most underrated players in basketball. That dude is like one of the best shooters we've seen. Moves without the ball. Is a gamer. Like, obviously, has his defensive issues. The Nets have been eyeing Drummond since he was, like – I feel like I've been hearing drummer, Drummond rumors since he was at Connecticut for, for all I know. <laughs> He's been circled for the Nets forever. But, anyway, like, I'm, I'm happy it's over. But, the as you uh, Daniel, as you said, like, man, the losing just – I mean, they too many people going in and out of the lineup, and they got – I mean, if they don't beat the Kings tonight – I think their next two games after that are much more difficult. We're talking fourteen game losing streak going into 
going into the break. Yeah. Yeah. So no, what? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, no, Dim, go ahead. Where do I start? Where do I start? I talk about the games, I talk about, I talk about the trade. I mean, you know, the more I sit back on this trade, and obviously there's leaks and there are always going to be leaks and they're always going to be, oh, this is what Harden did and this is what Kyrie did and this is the fight that was happening happening in the locker room. And you try to take it with a pinch of salt, but if a lot of these things are true, then that trade needed to happen and it probably should have happened sooner. And I think, I think the part where Nets fans get a bit frustrated is the fact that we came into this season and partly is with Kyrie and saying, you know, we needed, we haven't never seen you guys collectively together for a consistent period of time. And we came into this season expecting expecting it. And then when Kyrie isn't playing, well, at the beginning of the season, you expect, okay, James is going to take a step up. And then James isn't taking a step up. And then we'll be told, oh, it's injuries and it's, he's not fit. And then it's coming out now. Like, no, he was just not, he's not interested in playing. And then he's, so it's, it's been a roller coaster and it's been all over the place and it's been frustrating. And yes, I don't really, I mean, I, I don't really, I, I think the trade needed to happen, if I'm being honest. And, and I'm glad it did. I think as well, getting back the pieces that we did, even though look, I always want to keep the superstar, but getting back the pieces that we did, I think is an impressive haul now. And I think we're much more, even though we'll probably lose a couple more games, I think. Nets fans can probably be a bit more positive about the team after the All-Star break. KD will be back. Ben Simmons will start playing. And and then now we can actually just focus and there's no more outside talk about, you know, Harden and whether he wants to sign a contract and not. Now it's like, okay, let's just go. So, yeah, I mean, of course, our love for James, 16 games with them three is just not enough for me. But, and it's the biggest now, now it's the biggest what if in NBA history. But Definitely. I think now you move forward and say, all right, let's, let's try and make this playoff run. I don't think we'll, I think we'll win enough games to not play in, not be in the playing tournament because the East is still very close from mm. one, from the first seed down to like the ninth or tenth. So I think mm. we'll be fine. But yeah, I think it's it's now just okay after the All Star break. Let's let's get the season going. Yeah. Qu- question for you, Sam. Um, so my reservations are because because the general consensus is the Nets got better or both teams got better. Right. But but my reservations are. By acquiring Ben Simmons in, in place of James Harden, for me, Ben Simmons cannot be a, a second scoring option. For me, no. For me, like that, them days are gone. He needs to find himself in that Draymond role and just be a, the ultimate glue guy. But the issue is, Kyrie is a part-time player, so Ben Simmons' role is going to change from home and on the road. And that, that, that's baked in the fact that he hasn't played all year. He's already got question marks about his game. Kevin Durant has already been injured because he had to carry like too much of the load. Um, do, do you believe that you guys got better, firstly? And then secondly, how much faith do you actually have in Ben Simmons to be such an impact player considering Kyrie's part-time? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a great question. I think, look... The thing that's so hard about this trade in terms of um, uh, evaluating it, and like I've listened to like as many podcasts and read articles about it, evaluating it. But what's so hard about it is like you kind of, you, you know, like when you make any decision in life, right? Like you use the information and the data you have in, fr- in front of you, like no, no matter what the decision is. 
and the issue with the Harden thing is like you just don't and Nadim was also like watching the team like you just don't know like when he was giving it his all and when he isn't so like like I've been saying he's been out of shape even dating back to last year like I just think like he does not have he did not have the same burst as he did in Houston the dude just looks like heavier like people think that I'm like a hater I'm like I'm not a hater I just like see with my eyes he looks heavier doesn't look heavier whatever it is but like I mean, I just don't know. Uh, I just don't know, like what, like what Harden. I feel like I don't truly know exactly what Harden is at this point because I just I don't know when he's been dogging it when he hasn't. Like, I think I gave this analogy on a on my podcast, but like you know, there's like you guys. I'm sure like when you're trying to be social, you like let's say you, you guys are going out to a party, right? And let's say you're not really in the mood to go, like. Some people go to the party and they give like 80%, you know, like they still got it. Like they're like, eh, no, like I'll go, I'll do whatever. And then, and then other people, I have like another friend of mine. If he, if he goes to a party, but he doesn't want to be there, that dude's in the corner on his phone doing whatever, like doing whatever. And like there's different levels of phoning it in. You know what I mean? Like Harden, Harden like could have been given 20%. And he could still give a hundred, or he could have been giving eighty percent this whole time. So I don't know which Harden is, and it's like just because that guy was sitting in the corner at that one party and he gave a zero percent effort doesn't mean that at the next party he's not going to be the life of it and like be the man, like and especially be- when he's got he's got a track record of doing so. Yeah, like, he's gonna be oh. handing out drinks in Philadelphia, like for all I know. Like I don't so so that's why like I have I have I have no idea what to expect. But overall, to answer your question, that was a long-winded way of uh, saying it. Like I think Simmons, I think I even think that Simmons at home games, assuming that Kyrie can't play home games, I think Simmons is just gonna have to play legitimately what you said, Darren, like a Draymond role, and like and I think you're just gonna have to shoot a gazillion threes, like Mills, Curry. Uh, whole, I mean, if uh, Frank Joe Harris comes back, like you know, uh, I'm I'm like missing, like just try, like having Simmons run in transition when he's got it. Obviously, KD do his thing. Get 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 Lamarcus to get his, but like I think the Nets, like Steve, Nett, like the Nets have a lot of Golden State connections. You got obviously Durant, you got Nash, who was a consultant there for a while, and that's where they became close. So like. They know what to do with God. Hopefully, Nash will know what to do with a guy who isn't a great shooter but has this like amazing skill set. So I don't. Th- I think the issue with Philly was I think they got to a point where they were like, "Why hasn't he worked on a shot? Why hasn't he worked on a shot?" And like, I agree. Like, I think his lack of development in this game is super like concerning, no, no doubt. But at the end of the day, it's also like, look, some guys are also just not shooters. Draymond doesn't shoot anymore, and he's still an all star. Like, yeah. I think that's what they. I think they got to like take him for for what he is. And like this Nets team. In this entire time that they've been, like, honestly, it feels like the entire time they've even been in Brooklyn, like, the last 10 years, they haven't had, like, anybody that's, like, insanely like Simmons like, this, like, 6'10", like, gazelle that can jump out of the gym. Like, that, that's what I'm, like, excited about. They haven't had, like, a guy who can run in transition since, like, Jason Kidd. Like, it's, like, it's pretty, like, from that perspective, it's fun. But I agree with you. I think it's going to be interesting in this whole – you can't even get me st- – I mean, you guys, like, we follow each other on Twitter. You can't even get me started on this whole uh, – on the whole Kyrie thing because it's, like – I feel, I think I've, like, gone gr- a little gray from the, from the worrying about Kyrie and stuff like that. I, I do a quick, 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 quick on the Harden thing quickly. Remember Christmas, the way you played against the Lakers and then you played right. against the Clippers right after? Yep. And he showed that he still has it. 
And so just whenever he wants to bring it out, that he will actually do it. Yeah. And, he's, and if he can bring that that Lake versus Lakers, that LA trip, Harden back like for the for the for the seventy sixes, then they're going to be a problem. But yeah, I, I think bringing Simmons as well now. I think what I don't think we got better because I always say I want the superstar, but I think we got more well-rounded and we cover. We now have guys who cover different bases. So Ben Simmons is defense, running in transition, you know, rebounding. Same thing with Drummond with rebounding and you know and, and defense as well. Seth Curry, we need we need we need more offense. And we've really struggled with offense this season. So Seth Curry is a big part of that. So I just think we covered more bases rather than getting better. And I think that that in a way makes people think we got better than we did. Yeah. And before we get to the last segment of the show, I think that's a very, very interesting point that you make. And I think it would be unfair if, again, as a Philly fan, I don't provide like uh, a more of a devil's advocate standpoint. Where I stand with the Nets is that although I do agree that Ben Simmons should be deployed in a type, Draymond type role, even you could even say an Iguodala type role. For me, I just think, is he going to be capable of doing that? Because one of the biggest things or problems we had at Philly, especially in the latter seasons of Ben Simmons' time there, is that the question was, can we put him to close lineups? Can he be in closing lineups? Can he be able to be part of the team that helps us win, that help takes us over the line? And the, the answer so far in his career is no. Because if you do have a situation which happens in the playoffs, I can't tell you how many times I've watched tapes of old NBA finals, NBA, not even finals, even just normal NBA playoff games where in the fourth quarter you have one guy in your lineup who is open, who is literally just free to have a shot and time after time, whoever that player is, they're able to knock it down. Ben Simmons is still at a stage in his career where he doesn't even, he will not take that shot. Like, he will not take it. And that is my issue. If Ben Simmons actually just lofted it, that's a different story. That's fine. Do you know what I mean? And you can't really get onto a bad shooter for missing the shot because then you say it's good defence for giving him the chance and then you're able to get the possession of the ball back. Ben Simmons isn't currently taking that shot. And that is my problem. It's not even about the fact that he hasn't become a better shooter. Some people never become better shooters. It's not a it's not a given, but he's not even taking them. The other the flip side to it is for the 76ers, in the trade deadline special, I was on the record saying for my team, 76ers Philly, best one-two punch in the league, in my opinion. Um, if everything clicks together. But that is the question, if everything clicks together. I do think you're putting together two of the biggest egos in the league on reflection as well. And if 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 one person has an issue with the other for whatever reason, hopefully that doesn't happen. But it has the, 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 the formula to implode as well. So it is a question. I don't believe it will happen. I think they're both professionals. I think they both want to win a chip. Um, I think Cardin's an MVP winner. Embiid, in my opinion, will win it this year as well. So you'll have two MVP winners on the same roster going into the playoffs. And it's like, you've got a chance. You've got a chance. And I think we've got to really go for it this year um, because you'll never have a better chance, in my opinion, than than this car- than the year you're currently playing. So I have yeah. to go quickly, but because <laughs> I, I, I agree with you that James Harden, I, I think he's professional when he wants to be. And I actually yeah. think it will work. But it is very interesting. They said that every superstar team that he's had, he's fallen out with. So Dwight Howard, Chris Paul, Kyrie and KD. And some like 
it's very easy to blame him for all of it. Some of it's not his fault, but... Before you, before you go then, just a question to everyone before we go into the last segment then. What, what did you make of the, the, the all-star situation with KD? Do you think it was a bit of fun? There was more to it. What? Say that again? Did you think it was a bit of fun or do you think there was more to it? What? The, the actual... The, what do you mean? Like... Him, him, basically him going last... And him not even getting picked. Oh no, I think KD's KD's done with him. KD's watched this like and the the reports uh, have come out after the fact as well that apparently they weren't even talking to each other at times. Um like they were just ignoring each other, walking past each other in the building and that. So um yeah, I don't think that's um I don't think he was faking it or anything. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I think having been his teammate, it's just like that's, that's not my boy. You think you think yeah. you got from Chris Paul was like told you. <laughs> exactly. I'm sure Chris Paul saying that bear. Like contextually, like it, it. I mean, if you're KD, right? You're thinking like I've been hurt, but like I held it down when when you were when you weren't playing well, and yeah. like won games with like three rookies playing, and I'm and I came off a, a torn a torn Achilles and stuff like that. You're like out of shape, and like. And not only that, your talent, I mean, like the reports that came out, ESPN did a really good article. And I do think it was slanted in the Nets' favor because of who the sources were that um that that they got. But I mean, Harden, so like Harden's telling Josiah, the owner, and Sean Marks, the GM, I want to stay here long term. But then he leaves. And then he's like texting his two agents that he's commissioned, being like, yo, let's try to like hook up this Philadelphia thing. And it's like, whoo, like not only not only are you not playing well and out of shape, but you also are quitting and you're also lying to management and to your and to your boys, like saying that you want to be here when you clearly don't. Like it's a bad, like it's like a, I mean, I can't even give like that good. I mean, it, it, it's hard, it's always hard doing like cross cross-reference sports, but like it's like, dude, like it's like someone on like Man City saying like saying he's he, he's all in, but then he, uh, on the side he's trying to like get his way to like to man you. I, I mean I don't know soccer as well as I used to, but like you got to imagine like if he's telling the like the owner and head of personnel at at Man City like I want to be here, but then he's actually telling his agent get me to man you. Like it would be, it would a be good like, example. I mean you have to remember, I'm not many NBA fans really take notice of this kind of stuff, but. He got traded to a team in his division. In like, his division, right? Exactly. In his division. So and not only that, this was the team that he wanted to go after antic like that. You should send him to, to OKC. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You must send him to exactly where he wanted to go. It, it makes it interesting. Oh yeah, go on, go on, go on. The Nets did a good thing though because it's very easy in that situation to be petty and just say, "Well, no, I'm not trading you. I traded to somewhere where you don't want to go." Yeah. And I think for future free agents or for future players down the line, it shows, look, we have your back and we'll do, even when you don't want to be with us, we'll, we'll, we're good at, we're a first-class organisation. Mm. I think that's what the Nets did. Yeah. That's the best thing they did, to be honest. And that's most teams would have said, no, effort treating you somewhere else. It's just funny, man. It's like, it's like I mean, I know you guys are, 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 are uh, big NFL fans, but it's like, I mean, I'm a Giants fan. It's like, imagine Saquon showed up to play like a game, barely gave any effort, and you were like, "That's weird." Like he kept on getting, getting stuffed at the at the zero yard line or whatever. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's telling everybody, "I want to be here," and then he's like, "Actually, no, I want to go to the Cowboys." <laughs> 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 like, yeah. like, like it's funny because like the NBA now, like Daniel, that's why I think your point is so good. Like the NBA now is so focused on the players and not the teams anymore. 
Yeah. But like Sixers Nets, like it's still an individual thing. This is like we had two or three years ago that fight between Ben Simmons and Jared Dudley in the playoffs. Yeah, like there is yeah. like there is some like sense of uh, rivalry. It's not like Lakers Celtics and stuff like that, or Lakers Clippers. But like I don't know, it's it's a ballsy move on <laughs> on Harden's. Uh, but Life is funny. Ben Simmons is a net. Like, life is very funny. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> even even KD and Embiid got a little beef as well. Yeah, right. Exactly. Game. Exactly, they were beefing. But another guy I think deserves credit before we get to the last segment is Daryl Murray, man. Yep. Like, that guy held out for so long, man. People are saying, bro, you got to cash in. Ben, um, Embiid is having a, a MVP season. you got to get him, get him some help, even if that means getting Harrison Barnes and Buddy Hield. You know I mean, he said no. I'll wait three years to get a new star player. Yeah, Do you know I mean, and he ended up having to wait less time. And, so you got to give him credit. And that's why I'm happy with um, guys like um, Malika, Richard, and even KP, who I don't really see eye to eye with, with a lot of his opinions. Bro, when Stephen A was talking about how this could be Daryl Morey's worst ever trade in the history that's of his nonsense. career, that's just thinking... Come on, mate. And he is the guy that loves James Harden as well. Exactly. Even if Ben Simmons becomes a great net, like, fair play to him. My thing is, the Sixers are doing this for one reason and one reason only. If they win a chip, it doesn't matter what happens after that. That's after the fact. Cool, Ben Simmons. It just didn't work out. But if the the 76ers are able to win a chip with James Harden and Joel Embiid um, as the cornerstones of the franchise then that trade was a success. You think the Raptors care that Kawhi left? Kawhi did his exactly. job. He, he won them their ring and he's gone. Like, that's gone. But what will always be in their favour in history is they took a punt, they took a, a, a risk with a trade, which you always do, and it worked out in the long run. And when you think about it, a lot of people said that what the Raptors did for Kawhi was 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 a big risk. But you look at DeMar DeRozan and he's still succeeding in his career. No one's saying it was a big mistake to 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 trade DeMar DeRozan, even though he was a huge part of their franchise. So basketball doesn't work like that. That's why I thought it was just a very poor point from Stephen A all around. But hey, he's been making poor points recently. <laughs> I, I didn't get to, I actually I didn't so I, I actually have to go. But I actually hadn't thought of the to me, the Harden, the KD thing on the All Star thing wasn't to be a big. I thought it was a joke, and then the more you think about it, the more yeah, it's like, yeah. the more it's like you take it more seriously when the reports come out, and now you begin to see, oh, okay, this is a lot more serious than it actually was. And so, yeah, I think it's one thing to do it on the off season. I think if you come in the off season and say, look, I don't want to be yeah, there, yeah. give the team time to plan, and the team can look for the best way for you to go. And it just so happened that the next, the Nets got very lucky in the situation that they were able to get. Yeah, I didn't really compensate it back for him, but in yeah. most cases, you don't, you know, in the middle of the season. And the, the example that that it made it made me go back to was the Kyrie trade. The, the Cavs got Isaiah Thomas, and I believe it was Crowder and one other player, I can't remember. Ante Zizic, they got the pick that ended up being Colin Sexton, yeah, 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 yeah. So my thing was, that's why I give Daryl Murray so much credit because I look back and think, wow, if the Cavs had just kept Kyrie, Kyrie was threatening to have surgery. Um, have your surgery. I'll make you any, <laughs> any less of a player. He yeah. was still going to want you. you know what I mean, that's what Daryl Murray did with James Harden. So he definitely learned from um, from that mistake by and David Griffin. Just as a final point, I'm, I'm just happy that Le- LeBron pl- played on it. So I, I saw a tweet. Someone said, if Giannis was, was one of the captains, he would have picked Harden like second or something. Because he's so competitive, he just wants the best. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it was good. Man. 
Anyway, you off. Nadim, my bro. All right, see you guys. Look. See you later, bro. See you later, bro. Um, yeah, just final segment then. Just a couple of questions to ask to both of you. Um, keep it short and snappy and very, very nice. Um, but it should be fun all the same. I have a couple of questions. Just see what you think and what side of the fence you fall on. You might even agree with both. But yeah, it's basically a segment that we titled, What Are You More Surprised By? What are you more surprised by? I'll give you a couple of narratives, a couple of lines, and you just tell me what you're more surprised by. Um, Darren, go to you first. What are you more surprised by? AD's inconsistencies in the last two years or the fact that in his entire time in the NBA so far, Luka Doncic still hasn't been involved in an MVP race? What are you more surprised by? I'm not really surprised by either. Is it? AD's, AD's inconsistencies I'm not really surprised by. Apart from the bubble, AD's been fairly inconsistent. I mean, and then Luca, I'd probably say Luca not being in the MVP race just because going into every season, it's like the bookies always got Luca as the favorite to win the MVP, always. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'd say that also we see what John Morant's doing. Yeah. John Morant showing that, you know, I mean, you can have a young team, you can be the only star, and you can still um, be in the MVP conversation. So, yeah, I'd say Luca um, not being the MVP race. Sam, what are you thinking? Yeah, I'm I'm going with Darren I, on this one also. I think the uh, the Luca thing to me that he hasn't won MVP yet is shocking. Just because like I always go back to you know his performance in the bubble against the, against yeah. that Clippers team was just like you watch that and you're just like oh I'm watching like one I'm, I'm watching a guy who's going to be one of the ten best players ever. Like he's going against two like I mean Kawhi and Paul George when it's all said and done. I mean Kawhi definitely, but George also are going to be Hall of Famers. Like and it's just like. I mean, and he's just going toe to toe and beating them with the worst team, like. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, but it it does make you wonder a little bit. Like, is I wonder if Luca has a little bit of that of that Harden thing of just being ball, he's ball dominant. He's a great passer, but like, is he the most fun player to like play with? Like, it was kind of it, it was kind of surprising. Like that Mavs team when Luca went out, like they played they played pretty well with Brunson holding uh holding it on, like. Mm. So yeah, I mean the Luca thing, I'm 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 still surprised by that. Yeah, no, I get that. I agree with that. I agree with that. I like that. I do think though, AD. I mean, for someone that people consensually call top five top talents, three. top five players, all of this, this and that, he hasn't even shown to be a top ten player this season, especially um, considering that last season. Yeah, fair enough. If you want to give him the benefit of the doubt, he was injured for a large part of last year. And I do think he 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 had some good playoff performances, especially against the Suns, whilst he was hampered, and and he was really helping that Lakers um, team stay in that series. But this year, it's just been it's just been atrocious. Even defensively, I think he's gotten a little bit. I'm worse. seeing some people say trade him. That would be crazy. After you did everything, you can, you literally did everything to get yourself AD. You got the ring though. You could be saying, you can let him go now that you got the ring. Boy, that would be that be. You would have to get. You would have to go to a team that can give you the house. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and what team is ready to give you the house for an injury-prone AD? I, That's I don't the know. issue. Because I need, I need a star and role players. Right, you yeah. would need like, and they need like, they need like five guys. Like, I think that's yeah. why. Like, I think that's why they didn't even make a trade at the deadline. Like, I think they were just like, dude, we're like. 
how many playable dudes do they have right now? Like it's exactly, like, exactly. Yeah, they got issues. Hundred percent, man. They have serious issues. But yeah, we, 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 I mean, we, the Lakers are involved in the next question. What is the biggest surprise in the Eastern Conference, which has clearly been the better conference in terms of talent and just in terms of entertainment, in my opinion? The fact that the Heat are the number one seed, or the fact that the Lakers are the number nine seed currently approaching the All Star break. <laughs> it's got to be the Lakers, man. It's mm. got to be the Lakers. The Heat, I think everyone had that. Like, I held the Heat in high regard going into this season. I thought yeah. they'd be more of a playoff team than regular season, but I, I still thought they were a great team. Yeah, you know I mean, um, you got sh- you got shooters in a uh, hero and Duncan Robinson. Um, yeah, obviously Jimmy's a great leader. They brought in Lowry and Bam. I still think Bam's one of the most underrated players in the league, man. Like, yeah. I, I just love that guy's game. So yeah, they had a great team. But when it comes to the Lakers, you. Listen, I, I had hope in it. You know what I mean? I'm a, I'm a fan. I was optimistic. But e- even in even if I was being a pessimistic going into this season, I couldn't have seen it going this bad, man. Like yeah. the team, the team is not even on the same page as far as chemistry goes. Um, I, I it doesn't even feel like they're close. It just feels like Westbrook is like he's just, and the thing is you can't put too much blame on Westbrook. As Sam said, how many playable guys did they even have? Yeah, it probably got yeah. about four or five playable guys. Do you know what I mean? And that is a big problem. So yeah, you got to go with the Lakers, man. No, yeah, the, right. I, mean, I agree about the. I, I agree uh, again with the uh, Lakers for sure. I mean, what's funny is I think everyone kind of assumed like the whole assumption I think would go into this year for them was they're not going to be they're they're the fit with the three superstars isn't great. But in the regular season, Westbrook could just win you games because that's what he does, and like LeBron could take a day off. And like Westbrook's obviously clearly regressed. And then coupled with the fact that like when you have a three superstar team, as the Nets have seen, also like if you don't hit on like your vet minimum guys, you're dead. Like you just have like like the Lakers didn't hit on like basically any of their minimum guys besides Monk, and it's yeah. just been like how many? As we've been saying, they just have too much dead weight on that team. And yeah. the guy you gave the MLE to hasn't even played a game to you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. hasn't played a game for you. Yeah. Big issue. And and none was supposed to be one of the biggest pieces or biggest additions to that team. So yeah. that's a tremendous issue. I mean, something to look out for that's just come up on my phone is that Tyreek Evans has been reinstated into the NBA. So he's definitely going to be someone that people will be yeah. looking at. Uh, he will go and get minutes for the Lakers. 1,000%. I mean, the year before he he got um, banned, he was he averaged 19 a game. So he's he definitely capable. But again, I mean, Tyreek Evans, Goran Dragic, so he's... Is that what they've become? Anyway, Benbury anyway. will get will get your pick. In <laughs> um, we'll take Benbury off your hands. Uh, so upset, not Benbury. <laughs> That's the guy we need, though. That's the guy yeah, we need. I did not well, want you cut. Yeah, I was surprised you cut him. I was so I was, surprised. I was, I, was, I was. I saw that, and I was like, I, I've never been so shocked by like and, uh, that. I would care even about a vet minimum cut, and I like, I saw it, and I was like, what? I was like, Benbury's been good. There's like oh, three I, guys I, I would have cut before him. He's, he's definitely better than Javon Carter. I like Javon Carter, but he's better than Javon Carter. He's better than Bruce Brown, for sure. Bruce Brown's been a disaster this year. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. I think maybe they're just... Maybe they're clinging on to what Bruce Brown did in the playoffs. Because he did, he did, to be fair, show up a lot. Uh, considering, yeah. Well, that's, Ben's going to be doing the Bruce Brown antics now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> no, 100%. Cool. Next question we've got is... What are you more surprised by? Cavs being the number three seed um, in the East 
will the Grizzlies be in the number three seed in the 